Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. July 27th, 2020. Public service announcement. If you've already left a review for this podcast, you are plainly winning at life. If you have not, it's not too late. Doing so could lead to greater financial well-being, improved health, and an increase in romantic fulfillment. Awesome Today is a mostly daily show about stuff that might be awesome. Don't overcomplicate it. It's barely edited and sometimes offensive. Enjoy it and have an awesome today. Would you? Hi. Hello. How are you? Now I'm nervous. You just asked me if we were recording. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I hit record. But I am going to check real quick. Yes, of course we are. Okay, I was nervous. One of these days we're going to do that. We're going to record a whole episode, except Listen. we're not going to record it. Listen. You've done it? I've done not a whole episode, but I've gotten a good 12 to 15 minutes in and realized we weren't recording. There's no feedback on this because we're staring at the camera side right. of the phone. Well, that's the ding-dong thing about me is I was looking right at the recording. This was a long time ago when I used to record through Skype. Mm -hmm. And there was a hit record button that would pop up and I was looking right at it and it was like, it took me 12 minutes, 15 minutes to realize, oh my gosh. And I was recording with a guest who was working in an office and she was on her lunch break. Oh, wow. Time on her lunch break. And so I felt miserable about that. But she's a professional. We went back, raced through the stuff we'd already done. All right. And everything turned out okay. Nicely played. Yeah. All right, what, it's the July 28th? 27th. 27th. Yes. Are you sure? I am positive. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm at. Okay, yeah. Part of the issue is I never know the date. Yep. The other part of the issue is we're not recording on the date of the thing and yep. we're out of rhythm on things. So, so long as you say it's July 27th, 
and it is in fact Monday, then I will I will roll with that. So happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday. Yeah. We don't have any. Dates. How do you know? You didn't ask. I do we have any dates? No, we don't. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. I don't know if it's a good reason, but no, there is a reason. Okay, let's hear it. Sometimes, and I know this is going to come as a huge surprise mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm feeling a little bit squirrely. Oh. And I start looking through the list. I'm like, no, uh-uh, not good enough. Yeah, this surprises me not even a little bit. I went through the list, and there were plenty of things there, but there was nothing that spoke to my angry soul. So, no, but we have other things to mm-hmm. talk about. We don't have to have that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's right. We have other things to talk about. Yes. For example, or do you mind? No. Okay. I was hopeful. That I was trying to think of how you say, for example, in Spanish. Por ejemplo. Yes, por ejemplo, because I'm such a Rosetta Stone <laughs> Listen. diligent. <laughs> Speaking of Rosetta Stone. So we've mentioned um, to you all, our dear friends here before, that we do have the not cheap. Okay, right. Rosetta Stone subscription because we are ever hopeful and ever optimistic. We're we're totally optimistic that one of these days we're going to learn Spanish. It is something that we both do want to do. Yeah. But we clearly haven't crossed that line into making it an actual working priority in our right. life. Well, it's, it's kind of like a diet. Yeah. Where you can want to be healthier. Yeah. But you got to hit that critical mass moment yes. or nothing's going to happen. It's true. And that we have not hit critical mass on right. learning Spanish. But Rosetta Stone, they're ever the optimists. So they know that lots of students are going into virtual learning situations right now. Yes. And so I've been getting pinged by them almost every other day that for $199, your kids can have access to all of the languages. All the languages. And me, I'm like, oh, man, that would be awesome. But then the realist uh, knocks on the door of my brain and is like, hello, you dum-dums can't even take a time out from your English-speaking world to learn one language. Right. Right. Nobody here is learning multiple languages. It's true. (laughs) Here's my fantasy, though. Okay. You and I learn Spanish proficient. Mm. Proficient Spanish. Mm -hmm. But we act like we don't know Spanish, and we make dang sure that our kids are, like, fluent. Yeah. And then we move somewhere Mm. that speaks Spanish primarily, and we make our kids act as intercessor while we stand there and pretend like we can't understand the other person. I feel like that's somehow the plot of a movie. I don't know, but it feels like a thing to do. That seems needlessly complicated. Oh, no. All of the best things require some work. Okay. that is. You're not on board? Uh, Let's do it. And you know what? If that motivates us to finally get the freaking Spanish learned, let's do it. I'm on board. Excellent. Okay. Well, here's the main thing I wanted to tell you. Well, one of the main things. Mm -hmm. Today, I feel a deep, deep joy happiness and sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. This actually ties back into, I didn't even think about it, but it ties back into that critical mass moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So again, some of you who are the OG awesome today listeners 
those of you who are Patreon supporters of Sorta Awesome. And if you want to become one, it's super easy, $5 a month for all kinds of bonus content. We told the story of how in our house, which was built... It's probably the coolest thing you'll ever do. (laughs) Definitely. Way better than Rosetta Stone, I'm just here to tell you. Yeah. Um, we live in a house that was built in 1923 and we have what's called saddleback stairs, which I'm sure many of you have seen. It's where you have a main staircase, but then it splits onto a landing and comes down on either side. Um, and so we have a toddler, a very precocious, very climbing oriented toddler. And we've got puppies who are, are, they're on the brink of being fully housebroken, but every now and again, we still have a potty accident. So we're not super comfortable with them just having full reign of the house. Right. And so a while back, we'd kind of constructed some very primitive solutions. Empty boxes. Empty boxes. Let's not beat around the bush here. (laughs) Empty boxes. There was one empty box on the kitchen side of the stairs that worked okay. On the living room side of the stairs. The opposite way that makes sense, yeah. right? The, the public-facing side. The public-facing side. Not that anybody comes over in the days of quarantine, really. But it bothered me every time I walked in because what I had over time done was I first started with when we just had, before we got the puppies, when it was just Nico that we were trying to block off from the stairs, I had moved an ottoman that we have. And that was... Okay. And again, he wasn't climbing that much yet, but then that didn't work. And the puppies could of course scale right over oh, that. that. Was, they loved it. Yes. They would leap. The, so the, this, were there five stairs there? Four or five. Yeah. They would jump on it, bounce up to the, to the landing and up the stairs, but then even better on the way down, yeah. they would leap from the top and land and bounce off on the way down and yeah. slide on the floor. They loved it. They loved it. They loved it. So then I just started like stacking things like more boxes, pillows and stuff like this because be, just because of the way the floorboards are and some other things, I knew that we weren't going to find a great gate solution at right. that time. We needed to train the toddler and the puppies a little bit more that the stairs are a no-no. Okay. So for... when it's your fifth kid? Yeah. Instead of running out and, you know, oh, we've got to buy all the things. Because we did that. I think everybody mm-hmm. does that to a degree. Oh, sure, sure, sure. By the time you're, you got your fifth kid, you're just like, yeah, just, you know, pile some boxes and trash there. Well, that's what it turned into. It yeah. turned into a pile of trash. And it, it, was, it was eating at me. It was gnawing at me just every time I looked at it. It's one of those things. And, and you know, productivity experts talk about this. And organizational experts talk about the mental drain it is whenever you have something that needs to be corrected fixed whatever in your life sometimes you can be blind to it but it's like once you tune into it that's all you see right and it continues to bother you so i had hit critical mass earlier this week and i was like i don't care i'll get whatever the cheapest gate is at target we're going to use that the puppies genuinely have really learned that they cannot go up their stairs well they they still try but they know immediately because they're not quiet on the stairs um, that have no carpet on them. So they're scrambling up the wood floor stairs. And so I was like, okay, we're just going to get a cheap target gate solution on each side. And that was wonderful. And that was like part a Mm -hmm. of this solution that's been needing to happen that, but then part B, which I just did today and why I'm feeling so joy filled and just satisfied and fulfilled is that I deep cleaned that whole area that had just gotten so junked up and trashed up. And and to be fair, the only trash 
were the empty boxes. It wasn't like we were, you know, eat a banana and throw the peel well, at the base of the stairs or anything. Yes, that's a good clarification. There was, there was one box of stuff that I was going to take upstairs. I'm using heavy air quotes yeah. for those who aren't watching that had been sitting there since before Christmas. And I, oh, wow. I went through that box and I was like, anybody who wants anything out of this box, come and get it. You know, it's funny when you put things away like that. Most of the time people are like, I don't care. I don't want that right. anymore. Right. So I threw that away. When it, also, I would, I would assume when it becomes their struggle and yes. their work, they're like, ah, that's fine. Just throw it out. Exactly. They don't want to stop what they're doing badly enough to keep the thing. You know, yep. it's trash. Yes. So now when I walk in the front door, instead of feeling grossed out and annoyed and feeling that ping of like, I got to do something about that. Now I can just be like, Get that. Yes. It's a simple gate solution. To Welcome people into the home. See our clean stairs. Don't look anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that's a thing. Nice. Happened. Well, nice job. Congratulations. Thank Thanks. All those things. That's It's good to remove a stressor. Yeah, it is. And I do feel like we accomplished that today. Excellent. Well, you're supposed to educate me today. Yeah. That was that was the request. You brought up something yep. earlier and were like, what do you know about this? And I said, nothing. It's your job to tell me. Now, I'm going to, and I don't, I'm not going to be able to tell you the history of this. Oh, no. It's not the evolution of. You don't know the history of it like we know that Topo Chico has 125 <laughs> years of history, as it says on the bottle. I'm holding a bottle for those of you who listen and don't watch, which yep. is 99% of you. Yes. Which is fine. That's you can totally leave a fine. review either way. Yes, exactly. And we've we've had some great reviews. Very much appreciate yes. those. And we do ask, continue to send those, please. Please do. Please do. Some, they genuinely bring so much joy and um, affirmation to our hearts. I did rough math on it. Yes. And I think we're at like... One quarter of 1% of listeners yeah. have left a review. Okay. I know it's a pain in the butt. I hate doing it too. Yeah. But for this for this brief little window in time, please. Yes. Would be awesome. Yes. Okay. All right. Educate me. So this morning I was like, what about picking up an air fryer? Air fryer. But what, how'd that even come up? Well... I didn't know if you wanted to save this until later. That's no, why I, I can, was being a little invasive about that. I can throw it in now if you want, or I can shut up either way. Well, let's go ahead and talk about it now. Okay. You are going, you're headed out to run some errands and you are making a stop at one of your favorite it places. It's one of my favorite On places. this planet. It's basically your Disney World. It is kind of. I love to cook. And the oven mitts that I had, which are really good, I was, uh, oh gosh, probably a month ago, I was doing something with a skillet and I got distracted by you and I, I looked over I at you and I stopped moving and caught the glove on fire because it was directly over the burner. It was fantastic. I felt like a brain surgeon in that moment uh, or a rocket scientist yes. or a rocket surgeon. Yes. One of the three. Uh -huh. um, and so I've just been using this charred mess of a glove and then I grabbed a like, oh my gosh, smoking hot skillet last night and realized that along with the burn, some wear had occurred and I touched the tip of my finger oh, to that skillet. dang it. And I said words that we'll have to send our kids to counseling to recover from. <laughs> and so today, on a mission to get gloves and whatever else struck my fancy, 
I went to a restaurant supply store. It's your happy place. It is my happy place. And along with the gloves, I got, I love, uh, I've had some, some stainless steel, what do you even call those? I honestly don't know. It's, it's a deep rectangle, um, probably what, 12 inch by eight inch or something yeah. like that. And then about six inches deep. And anytime I have cooked something on the grill or on the smoker, then to finish it, oftentimes I'll drop it down in there and cover it with foil and, and go that route. Very handy. And I got a big one of those yes. so that I can smoke a lot. Because we'd have to use two of them, yeah, yeah, cover yeah. them with foil. Yeah, when you're feeding thing. seven people, you got to cook a lot of food. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you got one of those. Got one of those. And the new oven mitts. And the new oven mitts. And I'm pretty fired up about both. Yes. I actually have used, I am using right now the big pan tray thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the mitts will be used here in an hour and a half or two. Mm -hmm. Smells good already. Yeah. So I knew you were heading over there and you're like, should I pick up anything else? I didn't know if this was a thing they would have there, but I was like, what about an air fryer? And you're like, air fryer? Thought right, we were eating right. healthy. Like why? And they may have. I didn't look there. Yeah. Because I just didn't assume they would. Typically, restaurant supply legit. It's like industrial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. It's not. It's not really made for the home kitchen. Right. For the most part. And I don't know if restaurants have air fryers or not. I yeah, doubt it. But, I doubt it too. But yeah, and then I was, then I was like, well, I've, I've heard of an air fryer before, but I don't really know anything about. Them. Okay. So the best way I can explain what an air fryer is. It's like a condensed or a mini version of a convection oven. Okay. So convection oven, as opposed to traditional ovens, and many ovens, including ours, are built so that you can run your oven either as a traditional oven or a convection oven. Mm -hmm. Traditional oven, you have your heat source heating from the bottom only of the oven. Right. Convection oven uses the bottom and a heat source up top. Okay. So that you have this air flow circulation system happening, and it's supposedly... It cooks more quickly and gives you a more even cook. Okay. Now, an air fryer is the same concept. Now, they call it a fryer because you can get it so hot that when you cook your food in there, it is as if it was in a fryer, except there's absolutely no oil involved. Interesting. So, again, the air... And then the fryer gets it nice and crispy mm -hmm. the way you like things to come out of like a deep fryer. But instead of submerging it in hot oil, it's just using literally hot, 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 hot air okay. to crisp and cook it. So would you still potentially batter something and then put it in there? You can. I looked up some recipes. I was actually, I went and looked at like some keto air fryer recipes because I knew those would be like using some kind of a grain-free batter situation. Mm -hmm. And you absolutely can make a, you know, almond flour, coconut flour based batter. Um, I'm sure there's other ways you can do it. Okay. Um, you can also just put things in there plain. Like I saw one a recipe for drumsticks, which we eat a lot of because they're super cheap. The kids love eating chicken off the bone. And so you can pop those in there and you get your drums back nice and crispy cook through obviously interesting it, they crisp the skin gets all nice and crispy but you're not you're not having to like have fried chicken what if you put a solid block like a steak a, a chunk of muscle meat oh that's a good question um i don't know i mean i think it would we could try it. Well, I don't want to waste a good steak. Yeah, we probably need to do some little, a little bit more googling 
uh, preparation before we did something like that. So some of the main things that I saw people using air fryers for, like I think you do bacon in there. I don't, that's the thing I wonder about with steak. I wonder if it would be a little bit too thick because like bacon, you can do shrimp in there, chicken drums. Well, a steak, I mean, steak isn't as thick as a chicken drum. Okay. Unless you got a really generous butcher. <laughs> I didn't know what other word to use, generous. And then I thought of the Tommy Boy joke about Yeah, the, I know, I did too. Getting a good look at a T-bone, and then I was like, you can't say that. <laughs> it's a great joke, though. Um, so I saw people using it for various kinds of meats. You can also do vegetables in there. Somebody had done, like, uh, air fryer avocado fries again. They're not really fries, oh, but had put their avocado, had kind of chopped them up fry-like mm -hmm. and put them in there. Did they get crispy? Um, yeah, I think they get a little bit. I think you might have to put some kind of preparation on there to, to bring Weird. out the crispy. Okay. Um, seafood, like I said, shrimp, other things like that that you would want. I bet you could probably easily do fish in there. Yeah. So anyway, mm. that is a thing that I'm intrigued. Yeah. I've seen them around the, cause we've sort of dabbled in keto and other low carb ways of eating for a long time. So I've certainly seen, Lots of recipes through the years and people raving about how air fryers make everything just like so yummy and crispy and delicious. Okay. I'm fascinated by this. All right. I'm going to have to have to dig around and look at, at these and decide if that's something. You, you have three, three potential outcomes, right? Yeah. It's a yes, we'll get it. No, we'll get it. Or maybe we will, but not right now. No, we, no we'll get it. Um, no, no, we won't get it. <laughs> Also, you knew what I meant. I know what you mean. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> Stop. I'm quitting. <laughs> Don't look at me. Oh, I'm hideous. <laughs> the the concern, of course, being not only the you know cost to, to try one, but we do try to avoid single-use devices yes. because they we don't have a lot of real estate in our kitchen to work with, both storage and counter space. Right. Um, we're already pretty maxed out. Like we do have a Cuisinart, but that, that uh, food processor. Delight. Yeah. And it's, there's so many things we can use that for. Right. It takes up some room in storage, but that we use it a lot. Yes. So some things are understandable. We don't have like a KitchenAid stand mixer because we just don't bake that much to really right. necessitate having a big stand mixer. So air fryers are not small. So that's okay. a thing to think about, too. I mean, they're not, like, like massive. Is it the size of the microwave? Um, no, it'd, it'd be smaller than the microwave. Okay. So the size of a college dormitory microwave. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know where we would put it. I know. That's what I was thinking, too. As I was finishing my report, I was like, oh, shoot. We need some makeover going on anyway. Yeah. In the kitchen. And I've been pondering this for a time. Mm -hmm. the, the whole... Whoever... I know who designed our mm -hmm. kitchen, the ding-a-lings that lived here before us, and they plainly did not cook ever. Ever. They picked really trash appliances. Yeah. And then just nonsense in terms of so many other things. The, I think they must have purchased the, the vent over the oven from like not even the second-hand store, but like the third-hand store mm -hmm. or the... Last chance before we go to the dump store. That feels right, and yeah. It it 
it's non-functional. I mean, even if you could get it on and the button is all messed up on it, it just does nothing. And so then, then they have a, a range hood. They put a range hood over the top of it and painted it. Yep. And so the, all that, all that paint is just like, yeah, because of I all the steam from cooking. It. So I'm, I'm have been considering at some point going in, ripping out that piece of trash hood that's up there, putting a legit vent fan in place and then doing the, like the microwave above it. Yeah. Which would free up counter yes. where the microwave is. But the question is then, because that sits underneath the upper kitchen cabinets with not much clearance. Right. One, is it big enough for an air fryer? Two, does the air fryer get hot and is it going to melt the cabinets or do we need to update our home insurance policy and let it burn the whole thing down? There's cheaper ways, but that one's easier to hide than yeah. using accelerants. <laughs> from what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I did not know our my research into the air fryer was going to land us with a kitchen makeover. Well, I wasn't I wasn't planning on sharing all that with you yet because it's still in the yeah. incubation phase. Okay. All right. And it means I got to I got to take a week out of my life at least to Get in there and get freaky with things. Yeah. My stomach's growling. That's not burping, which I sometimes do. Like an ape. Like an ape. But uh, yeah, my tummy is smelling. It's like talking to my nose who smells those ribs. Yes. Why why don't you go on into the kitchen there, big boy? (laughs) (laughs) Got a little something special for you. I know. Just wait. (laughs) Okay. Well, what else? What else is going on in this crazy? I mowed the yard today. You did. Looks good. It looks all right. That's I also good. sprayed the mm-hmm. uh, sidewalk. We've had just enough rain and then just enough warm up. Finally, that the grass that likes to grow in the sidewalk cracks decided yep. to get get busy, and so I had to get some. It was like overnight. Environmentally unfriendly stuff to spray on that. Yeah. And, yeah, and it was overnight, and it literally some of them are. Cluster is almost as big as a shrubbery. (laughs) Yeah, did that. Mowed the yard. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, then just worked on some other random stuff for one of my jobs upstairs in the office. Yeah. What else? What else? What's hot today? Anything besides the weather? Well, some things we can talk about in our 
Do you hear that? I do. My sound's like, <laughs> easy boy. It's like, excuse me, I have something to say. If you have nothing better to talk about, go to the kitchen. <laughs> yes. Let's go into our last segment because there's a okay. There is it's not a, a segment. But there's uh, another segment. What? Just tell me, tell me about this thing. I, I'm I'm trying to feed you the transition here. I know what's coming. Tell me about her. Taylor Swift. Okay. Who's that? You may know her as an American pop star. <laughs> She's been making music for well over a decade now. Yes. Taylor Swift dropped a surprise album last Friday, July 24th. It's called Folklore. And it is... Is it folk rock in the hmm. carrying on of Bob Dylan's violation of whatever festival and... The Newport... Come on, stomach, stop it. Drinking words of Mochico. The Newport Folk Festival, wasn't it? Yes, thank you. Um, it's not folk rock. I would call it folk pop. Okay. So to, it's very still much Taylor Swift. It's still her point of view in music, for sure. Um, but it's very, it's much, much more folksy than anything she's written. It's very beautiful. I've listened to it all the way through at least once. And Taylor writes all of her own music very, quite famously. She's a, she, I think she really, in a lot of ways, her actual true love and passion and sweet spot is writing the music. Um, I watched this the the documentary that I think it's still on Netflix called Miss Americana that followed her um, for a year. I think it was back in 2018. I feel like 2018 um, followed her and really showed the behind the scenes. In 2018, she was dealing with some PR fallout, had kind of taken some missteps, some of her very public um, persona and things that she had said, done, whatever, most notably her relationships, which are always a big news item. Oh, yeah. She faced a lot of public backlash over. So it just showed the more personal side of her dealing with that, talked about her, um, you know, overcoming an eating disorder and how that's still a major temptation that she struggles with. And, um, you know, it was really good. Now, I will say Taylor Swift, I, I think she may have been a producer on that or she was like involved in it somehow so you you get i liked that documentary and i like taylor swift okay but to be candid i think that the vulnerability that she showed in that documentary was a very contained and like you mean she held back well i think it was a very polished vulnerability so i think that she was showing emotion and i think that those were some genuine things okay but at the same time it was not it was not a complete i I felt like it could have been a little bit more brutally honest in in some ways but i know that she had a strong role behind the scenes in terms of how the final editing and those types of things were um so do you feel like then that 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 the documentary was the beginning of a journey yes. and that this album, is that where you're going? This album yep. further delves into honesty and truth of yes. stuff. Absolutely. Okay. One of the themes of the documentary was her trying to find ways to sort of break out of the mold and the corner that she had kind of painted herself in, in terms of like what kind of music she made and mm-hmm. the types of songs that she wrote. That's been my biggest struggle as a pop star. 
<laughs> got pigeonholed early yeah. into just the songs with a bunch of dirty words and stuff. And nobody, Disney won't talk to me. I can't, <laughs> I can't get anything going. You are a great lyricist in your own right. Oh. You can write a parody off the, I mean, it just comes out, it flows off the tip of your tongue. We'll be listening to the radio and you'll just make up hilarious inappropriate always highly inappropriate. inappropriate lyrics on the spot i could never do that you're great at the improving of parody anyway taylor swift releases this album folklore i do very much in retrospect think that miss americana was like sort of laying the groundwork mm -hmm. for this album's release but do you think it was planned do you think that she uh, knew yeah. she was gonna or do you think it was the experience of the show that was like yeah you know what not that she I, like I, I think she made this is my guess. Mm -hmm. This is my guess, okay. or my question. Okay. Do you think she was she was pitched, or she came up with, or what? Whoever came up with the idea for the documentary that she did it, and it started the ball rolling. And not that she had a plan to later come out with anything necessarily. Just going in the moment with where mm -hmm. where things felt right, and then that carried on forward and influenced. Her work that followed. I think that is a very viable possibility. Okay. I think that that is a very remarkably gracious way to look at it. And I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm I just curious. I don't have a dog in this fight. Well, I don't specifically either. Although... I don't, by the way, support dog fights. <laughs> it's an old colloquialism. We don't support dog fights. However, we can't get our dogs we to stop fighting. We can't get our dogs they to do stop. Sister fights. Maybe we should charge money for that. <laughs> or take bets. That too. Let's start with our kids and okay. see if we yeah. can get this. Yeah. Okay. Girls have started earning some money yeah, around here. Yeah, there we go. Throw down some action. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, it is just sister fighting. Yeah, it's serious no, fighting. no blood is ever drawn. They do a lot. They, they gnaw on they each gnaw. other. Just <laughs> yes, exactly. Puppy play. Um, okay. That is, a, that is one way to look at it. Okay. Is that in the process of being more real, being on camera, telling her story in this documentary that she was inspired mm -hmm. to go this direction. I do kind of, I'm a little bit more cynical in this in that knowing that Taylor Swift is extremely, extremely savvy about public perception, performance, PR, all of that stuff. I personally think that Miss Americana came out because it came out last year to really lay a foundation of her being like, I want to be my own person. I want to do my own thing. Like she says the F word on this album. She has other cuss words. There's some that are very quite obviously labeled um, explicit. It's really, I feel like Miss Americana, the documentary, which she also uses uh, naughty language in. Uh, it's her kind of being like, you guys, I'm grown up now. I'm an adult woman. I'm a grown ass woman. I'm a grown ass woman. Yep. You ain't even my real dad. <laughs> I think that that was all laying the groundwork for her to take a new experimental path. Again, it's still very Taylor Swift, but it's all, it does sound like Taylor Smith, um, Taylor Swift. It's Taylor Smith. It's the new persona that's come out. <laughs> She's doing a Garth Brooks. Yeah. What was his new persona, Chris? I can't even remember. Shoot. I'm so mad at myself as a Garth fan that I can't remember. Okay. It doesn't matter. That, um, Folklore is her saying, I am grown up, and that this is a more evolved version of her. It's it's an excellent album, and everybody on the internet yes. is buzzing about it. Yes. If there were such a thing 
any longer as waiting in lines to get it. There would have been lines to get it. Yes. Is that what you're telling absolutely. me? Absolutely. I have a question for you. Okay. If, if I may. You may. Okay. So we started doing this uh, four months ago, almost. Almost, yeah. We didn't. We only went live this month for yeah. the everyone's, mm-hmm. but that was new. Your your main show is you. You were commenting and talking about how on point and polished and all of that her PR campaign was, but so is your main show. Mm-hmm. It is meticulously edited. It is super cl- just clean and. NPR blushes when they listen oh, you're right. to the quality. I'm not kidding to the quality of your show. Yeah. And that has been the case since day one. And then when we started this, I did, I know it probably still bothers you at times mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I know that quite often the, the audio is a little echoey. It's a compromise we make to have both the video and the audio um, for the equipment that we have. I know that there are a lot of ums and uhs and stuff mm-hmm. that you would have taken out mm-hmm. All of that, it's it's different. But I've also noticed, and, and we talk about things that may not have ever been something you'd oh, consider sure. speaking about on the main show. Totally, yeah. Now, I'm not saying that the quality of your editing has gone down on the main show since we started this. But what I will say is it was after we started this when, for the first time ever, you had the boldness to share the story of peeing in a ch- child's diaper. <laughs> that never happened before. <laughs> And I don't think you started out this show with the plan to go do tell about that. Right. It was just a natural yes. artistic transition. Yes. And that's the perspective. And I'm not I'm not fighting that she had okay. that perspective. I'm tracking that's with you. why I'm suggesting that perhaps that was the way things went. I'm tracking with you for somebody who's very uptight about public image, mm-hmm. which I am, and also the experience of somebody listening to the art I create. I've been very uptight about that from the beginning to let yourself relax a little bit and to drop s- a few F bombs. I mean, yeah. we haven't yet. Not on I don't camera. intend to. Yeah. Um, not on I camera. Don't, I don't do that much. Yeah. On camera. Right. I never, I've never done it on camera. I know. Um, Wait, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. To be able to just experience that can make you or allow you some freedom to be like, you know what? I was I was relaxed there. I wasn't totally planned. I wasn't so buttoned up and, and meticulous and, and everything was OK. And mm-hmm. nobody died and people still listened. So I think now I really am tracking with you. I see what you're saying. And I think that that may very well have played a role in this because as far as I know, now I've not listened to all of Taylor's discography, but I think this is the first time she's used profanity um, in any of her recorded tracks. So maybe she is just kind of being like, you know what? I can be real and everyone's going to be okay. And it's actually a lot less work to keep up the... Where could things go? First, we find out Harry Potter actually has done nude scenes after finishing up with uh, the, the Potterverse. Yep. And now... Here she is cursing. What next? Are they going to team up? The world is on a downhill slide. It's it's mayhem. It's madness. It's chaos. We have a group of awesomes who are so faithful to uh, give us the follow-up information on things that we bring up on here. They gently correct our information. I do appreciate it. Um, I do love it. It makes my heart so happy. So, yes, we did learn about Daniel Radcliffe's 
full Monty yep. situation after being Harry Potter. Indeed. Well, so we've got the the watch, read, listen lifestyle yes. to look at. What is the show? Because I'm terrible with names. What is the show we've been watching on Netflix? We've been watching Fear City. Fear City. New York versus the Mafia. Yes. Um, it is a what four part docu series? I think so. Somewhere in there. Really- we're starting to get a lot. Uh, a lot of, or seemingly, we're getting more docu-series with fewer episodes. It's not like yeah. a full, they don't feel obligated to have right. a, a 10 or 20. Which I'll tell you what, I think, I hope that someone at like the network, I mean, sorry, Netflix, one of the Netflix overlords looked at a, a docu-series like, say, Making a Murderer, which each season they had stretched into 10 episodes. Yes, that was so that, laborious. That could have been Easily compressed into six episodes. If they not could have less ended the whole thing uh, right after they showed Steve Avery's beard. <laughs> that was a, you knew he was guilty then. It's like, look at him. <laughs> um, but yes, I do think that Netflix is realizing like some of this. We're like, we don't have to stretch it out to all of these episodes, and it can still be popular. But Fear City is a docu series that really looks at New York City in the seventies. 80s. 70s and 80s. Yeah. At the control that the mafia had over... Still do. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> over every business and industry and yeah. what was going on with the major crime families and how all of that worked. It is fascinating. Uh, and certainly they will have missed a lot, I'm sure. Uh, and I don't know other than... Yeah, I don't know what if there was an agenda for sure, other than to celebrate the FBI maybe or something. I don't I don't know. Yeah. But uh it was good, it was fascinating, and it's it's not material that's this is a topic that's not new to me. It's yeah. something I'm I have been interested in back and forth for years. Right. And so from that perspective, I feel like they did a really good job of painting the picture of how of how they ran everything. Yes. And continue to. Yeah. In my opinion, though the methodologies change. Yes. Yeah, it's been good. Have you liked it? I have liked it. My my only mild strike against it is they they land mm, so beautifully in that documentary voice yeah. that if you're not full alert, you'll wake up three episodes in or watching a whole new movie altogether in the right. middle of the night and be like, oh no. Because it is, it will lull you righteously. Mm-hmm. So if you can imagine falling asleep to mafia, right? Not boring, violence. just very soothing. Yeah, it is for sure. So that's a big watch for us, for sure. Yes, for sure. Yes, we've been trying to get through all the episodes for several nights in a row. Yeah, a little progress each night. Yes, it's good though. Yeah. Um, reading? Are you reading anything? I picked up a new book on the audio. It's called "You Are Awesome." I was like, is this book? Did I write this book? Did I write this? I better read what I'm putting out there. It's written by a guy named Neil, oh my gosh, Petschika. I can't remember his last name exactly. It's actually his third book. He has written a couple of other books that are sort of in the in the realm of self-help, mindset shifts, those types of things. Okay. This particular book I have been looking for, in my mind, uh, a book on resilience I didn't even know that the focus of this book was resilience because it was just kind of like the subtitle is not super descriptive. It's like how to bounce back from failure and live an intentional life or something like that. Um, But I found it on Audible and 
I am loving it. I'm probably about halfway through. It's only like a four and a half hour book, so it's not a big time investment. But he talks about resilience and how the difficult things in our lives, if we surrender, are often leading us to the next thing and that we've got to be able to bounce, to like get up and bounce back so we can keep moving forward to discover what that next thing is. Gotcha. So it's called You Are Awesome. I would say it's not quite as raw, raw, cheerleader Do you hear this? That's not my stomach. That's the dog snoring. Yes. <laughs> Sawn logs over there in yeah. their beds. Um, as it sounds, it's actually, I mean, it's very he tells a lot of stories and he has a charming personality and he, the author actually reads it and I'm just super loving it. I'm so glad I found it. Nice. Yeah. I am not reading anything in the moment and I'm not, I haven't settled either into anything organized in terms of listening. Yeah. I've just kind of been meandering, hoping something will strike mm -hmm. my fancy. Um, and I feel like I even, heard about something and thought, oh, I need to get that and then forgot about it because I'm a giant idiot. You were just holding a lot you got any, in your brain. Yeah, yeah. You got anything you're listening to? Well. The, the book. The book and Taylor Swift. And folklore. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Taylor Swift. There's your listen. Yeah. Lifestyle. I have one, but you wanted to maybe re-emphasize. Re-emphasize. Yes. Go look for a restaurant supply store. Now, the stuff you get there most often, if it's a legit one, it isn't going to be the, the pretty thing. Like, you're right. probably not going to want to score your having guests over silverware there. Right. Unless you like to put out the restaurant vibe. <laughs> Some people do. We have, fine. You do. You we don't. have a lot of people that use a lot of silverware here. And yes. Yeah, we actually have gotten some silverware, yeah. restaurant-style silverware. It works. It's fine. Mm -hmm. And when you catch your toddler out in the backyard, one in each hand, digging holes in the yard with them, yeah. it's like, nah, who cares? Just totally. throw them away if you want. They're super cheap. But we got a lot of them. Got a lot of them. Yes. Um, there's a ton of stuff there. A ton of stuff there that's really good. The You get an oven mitt there, by golly, it's actually going to protect your hand. Yes. It's ugly. You'll have to keep, have to keep it in the drawer. Yeah. But it's going to work. The serving utensils, the the if you need a good big stainless steel pot or or, or rather pan and a, or a big aluminum pot or whatever that's good quality, these places are fantastic. They make and carry obviously the kind of cookware if you do serious cooking and a lot of it. You, yeah. know, you don't care about if it's pretty or not. You need something super functional that's going to last for a while. I think they're pretty in their own way. Yeah. Like a, a good thick walled aluminum pot. Mm -hmm. I think Winco or something is the brand they have there. Yeah. Um, to me, that's pretty. It's much prettier than the, the Rachel Ray, whatever that you bought at Walmart and used twice and the paint's peeling off. Yes, and that's true. You get lead poisoning and Rachel doesn't mm. care. She's laughing. <laughs> I got your money. Yes. I love a little lead poisoning with my soup. Yeah. It makes it exciting. My lifestyle is I'm wearing one of three new t-shirts that I got from a shop called Brick House in the City. It's owned by Lauren Winter, and it is a Catholic women's lifestyle shop. So the one I'm wearing today is lists the names of Sumerian apparitions, our Blessed Mother, Mary appearing in various places, starting with Guadalupe, who I know is your actual favorite apparition. She is. I love her. I wish she would apparition to me <laughs> as the our lady guadalupe yes yeah like just show up and be like hey good job keep keep working i would 
that'd be it for life. I'm good. I don't have to any other, just, just one time, just quick, like poke the head in the door. Hey, keep it up. And then out. I'm like, okay, that, I'm good forever. I, I feel the same way. Exactly. There's a few others on here. Some, of course, Lords and um, Fatima are in here. Some that I am less familiar with, Knock, which is Our Lady of Knock in Ireland, I believe. Mm-hmm. Our Lady of Laos, a few others. So anyway, um, I got a couple of other t-shirts. One of our superstars, our sort of awesome patrons, Angela, who's also Catholic, gave uh, the heads up that they were having a sale. Oh, is she from here? Who? Angela. No. Angela from, you know. But, but the city. You, I thought you said the place you got that at was in here in the Oklahoma City. The, the name of the shop is Brick House in the City. Okay. But I just felt like yes. before all this you said it was here in the city. Plainly I'm wrong and now I'm just eating up airtime trying to okay. explain to you why I thought the well, thing I thought. We, I'm an idiot, okay? We Make me go to the kitchen and eat. <laughs> we happen to live in, this is a geographical oddity. We live in a city, which is referred to as the city by right. everyone in our state. Yes. So we grew up calling Oklahoma City the city. Okay. And so when you hear the city, you think, oh, it's a here in OKC. So you're going to take the road that I failed because I assumed city only applied to one place in the world versus the fact that you might have said something else that alluded to it being local. No, I'm not taking that road. I'm taking Because the road. I can edit in you <laughs> saying, <laughs> let's not kid ourselves. There's no editing that's going to happen here. I'm saying that you wish that our friend Angela lived here in Oklahoma City. That was interesting. All right, maybe we better yeah, go. Yeah, sounds like we better go investigate that. Okay. Have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. The loud noise at the end of the episode? No idea what that was. Pretty sure that it was not a Marian apparition. More likely, it was Alexa. She is terribly jealous that she doesn't get to participate in the podcast. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.